this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with Kenzo Bala. It's the word, man. You know what's up, man. How you feeling, man? man. What's going on? a man. I'm happy to be up here. It's a movie. I ain't going front. Definitely. We've been tapping in with the Bronx quite a bit lately. My man Flacco uh, put me on your music and everything, but then he wasn't able to actually be here today, so I had to oh, just... Yeah. Right. Shout out Flacco, man. Shout Flacco out Flacco. really in tune with this bro. <laughs> shit. Hell He's yeah. a little too in tune with it. Because <laughs> I had to kind of like get on him the other day because he was asking about somebody's like, you know, ops, and he was laughing a little too hard yeah, at something I, yeah, happening I to that, them. I see that. I, see that. I, I was like... About. You, you can't take too much joy in what's going on out there. That's that's yeah, their business. Yeah. You can listen to it. Hell yeah, I already know. But you can't love it too much. <laughs> Hell yeah, niggas be feeling some type of way. You feel me? But, uh, okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where exactly you're from and everything. Well, I'm from the Bronx, New York, you know, from from, from the 5th, 165 Simpson area. Like, feel me? Grew up in the Bronx, feel me? It's just like, over there, it's just, the Bronx is just different, bro. It's like... I ain't gonna lie, you see everything out there for real. Mm. Dude. Yeah, because I lived in Bushwick and, and Queens and shit back in the day, and that was kind of always the reputation. And like when we would see people come from the Bronx, BMX wise and stuff, they would always have like a little bit of something different about them. There was mm. a lot of wild ass people from out there. No, yeah. So you, you were exposed to a lot as a young kid in terms of just seeing shit in New yeah, York? Definitely, and definitely, definitely. As a young kid, like a young kid in the Bronx, a lot of kids get exposed to a lot of shit they're not supposed to see. Right. At a certain age, but it's just like that's how the environment is out there. Right, it's just crazy. So your neighborhood was crazy as fuck. And did what? what do you grow up in like a certain project or something? Because I know a lot of these oh, Bronx nah, rappers not, are not, from certain yeah, areas. It's, it's we not like the Bronx. They got projects and they got like side blocks. So we from the side blocks. We not from the projects. Okay, me? but for me, we from like apartment buildings. Right. Yeah. And so, what what were your parents like? What was the the, oh, yeah. the scene like in your home? Yeah, my mom for me. Shout out my mom for me. She been through it. They do everything and all that. My pops too. He was there for a little minute for me. Then they separated. So you know, but my pops was for me. I always talk to my pops and shit. But my mom for me. I grew up with my mom for like the rest of my life. My pops was there for half. Okay. He always was there, but he wasn't in the household for me. Right. Did that change things for you once uh, he left the house? Yeah, I think that always change shit for people, for 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 everybody, especially if your your pops not in the household no more, and then you outside, you were from the Bronx, you from a not even from the Bronx, even from you from the hood, regardless, you outside, it just changed certain shit. And you don't got, you don't got your dad there to really guide you all the time for me, so you might make wrong decisions and that shit. Right, and there's only so much that your mom can really yeah, can relate really do, to, yeah. right? Oh yeah, definitely. So was it was it in your area? Was it like? you were kind of getting pressed or, or having to like deal with confrontations from an early age or, or, or was it was it aggressive like that? Um, you know, in the area, my area for me was just like, for me, all kids, for me, different blocks that surround the area for me, grow up, if 
fucking with each other. You know what I'm saying? If you get younger, if you get older, for me, certain you might start beefing and shit like that. For me, certain shit like that. Like get into confrontation, but it be little kids shit, little fighting. When we younger and shit like that, Teen, little teenagers be fighting and all that. Back to back, swimming, chasing, chasing them and shit. Regular shit for me. Right. And then sometimes though, the people that you got beef with when you're younger, you won't got beef with them when you're older. But the people that you cool with when you're younger, when you get older, there's beef with them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how it be. There's a lot of truth. How old are you now? Me, I'm 20. 20. So like, oh, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Because, I mean, that means that you, even when you were in high school and shit, the Bronx drill stuff was starting to pop off, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when you first kind of got exposed to music that you even thought of being in that category? No, nah, Definitely. From even when it was um when it was just drill music period from Chicago right. for me from Brooklyn drill music and it was always Bronx drill music but we wasn't just like we just wasn't was lit popping yet. off yeah, yet we wasn't lit yet for me Brooklyn was lit for me they had it for a minute but Bronx drill rap we was all rapping and shit but it's just like certain people would be known but it would be a very little for me mm, so when when did you get interested in music in general though, or was it just always around your, your yeah I always was interested in, I always was into in the music though always was trying to like I was always being in the crib with my brother TG shout out TG Crippy for me mm. that's my blood brother right for me I do my music with him too yeah, he's for hard. me we was always in the stool we always be even before we went to the stool we was in the crib just throwing on beats freestyling with the bros and shit writing shit just trying shit out and seeing like how we for me, how we feel about it for me. Like we knew that's something that we wanted to do, but we just ain't no for me if we could really for me mm. do it OD. Definitely. Is is that your phone that's like uh, vibrating every two seconds? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shit going crazy. We turn my shit off. Yeah. Um, so were you making music on like street related shit from the beginning? Was that like was that part of your life before the music? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. From when I started music, it was just about street shit, honestly. Right. Hell yeah. It was just everywhere that was just around what I was you. Exposed to hell yeah. Right. And then when you start making music, it's like the most interesting thing you get to talk about. So it just kind of goes in that direction. Or? Yeah, definitely. For me, it's like for me, and sometimes it take it puts you in a different mind space, and sometimes it calms you when you making music and shit, take you away from certain shit. Right. That's going on around. But you make drill music and you make like you know heartfelt R and B type music. So hell like, w- w- which one's more challenging? Um, the um Hallfeld music is definitely more challenging because the drill I'm so used to that. Mm. For me, the Hallfeld drill music I had to really like tap into that mode for me and, and really like perfect my craft in that. For right. me, the drill that's something I grew up on. I I listened to all the time, all drill artists. So it's like that's something that wasn't hard for me. Right, but I mean, yeah, because you have to be a lot more vulnerable to make the sort of heartfelt music. You have yeah, to be definitely. willing to show like a, a side of yourself that has a little bit of sensitivity, right? Right. But I also feel like the challenge with making drill music is like, how do you make it different than all the other songs that have come before? Because there's such like a, a formula to drill. And it's like, I, I do, when I listen to your music, I'm like, okay, this is somebody who actually has musical talent and is actually trying to push things and, and make drill music that actually stands out. But there's like so much of it that it, it's got to be kind of tough to stand out. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it get kind of tough for me. It does get tough for me. Like only like, for me, I'm still underrated in the, in the drill for me in the drill culture, but for me, you got certain fans and shit like that, but it's just be certain times, it's be hard to like get certain people to that new that new audience to that music, because certain people, they don't really hear it, or certain people don't like, certain people don't really like think about drill music as like switching it up to going to like heartfelt type shit. They just think that when you go, you go keep hearing it like aggressive, crazy shit, so. Right, because I feel like that is the, the, the thing for a lot of drill rappers is like, can you sort of break out of that initial mold that a lot of people sort of right. fit into in the beginning? And you look at somebody like Dirk where, 
you know, he might still make some some music that sounds like drill music from time to time, but he also like most of his music really doesn't sound anything like that. Nah, that's a fact. He switched it up. He he know how to he he tapped into a whole different bag and that got him a whole different crowd, a whole different audience too. Right. Because it's always crazy when you're looking at somebody's YouTube channel and you'll see that like you, you sort by most popular videos and all the songs that are about killing ops will have five million views mm -hmm. and then all the yeah, shit that they did something a little bit more experimental will have less than a million and that's that's like a very common thing for yeah, me to see. Yeah. Or you go look at somebody's most popular songs and the number one song is going to be the song where they're smoking yeah, on yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, it's always like that. I, I, I don't know. I guess that's just what they like. But it's like, so they will say, oh, y'all need to switch it up. But then when they switch it up, but they still like attach it to Drew mm -hmm. sound more, even though they don't want to admit it. Like that's really what they want to hear. They want to hear the dissing. They want to hear the smoking on dads. Mm -hmm. They want to hear all that. But when you're saying that kind of shit in music, are you thinking about people locally who are hearing it? Or are you thinking about all these fucking like, you know, small white children or even like late thirties men like me who are listening to it that are kind of just intrigued by whatever you're talking about, even if it doesn't actually pertain to our lives yeah, at I'm all? Yeah, I'm about everybody. I make it for everybody who's involved to. Right. I don't care who it is. No matter where you from, I make that music for everybody. Right. Everybody catch a vibe to it. Definitely. So, um, okay, when did you actually start taking the music seriously, though? I would say 20, end of 2019, 2020. 2020, I started really taking it, like, serious, serious. COVID era. Mm hmm Did that change things? Like, you weren't in, you weren't going to work or going to school or yeah, anything like that? Yeah, wasn't going to school and shit, so it was like... We had to find something to do. We was, we was always in the streets, so it's like we're not gonna be in the streets all day, every day. So it's like, let's go get a stool session for me. We, all the guys used to always link up, all of us, and just all go to the stool. Okay, so who's who's in your crew? Anybody we know? Um, for me, yeah, from we for me, we got DOA sides too. For me, oh, that's okay. fifty to seven. The seven is for me, UK Flock, Dougie. So me. you already down with them by this point? When did you get down with them exactly? Oh yeah, those been the bros. Those been the bros for like okay. for a couple years now. Okay. Yeah, we've been linked up from, like, those are the bros. We knew them personally. Okay. And, and so... Doug, especially Dougie and Flock. Now, I guess even K Flock wasn't really popping off at, like, the beginning of COVID, right? Yeah, he wasn't. That is kind of crazy. He just, like, just started, too. Everybody was just, mm. he was just trying to get... He was just trying to start the shit up for the Bronx. Right. Yeah, that is wild. But so, okay, you already had a bunch of friends who were, like, being successful music-wise. Was that a big... Uh, big factor in you taking it more serious was just seeing the fact that of like course, a bunch of people was, you of knew of course that was motivation i was already taking it serious so once i see my bros and niggas i grew up with that came up from nothing that's going up and doing what they need to do for me of course that's going to motivate me to do more right definitely uh, yeah. and you weren't you, that, beginning 2020 like how did were you did you feel like you got an audience from working with them or just being around them or like was it a certain song in particular that, that just hit yeah it was a certain song that it was a song that just hit crazy because at that time for me, we was like we everybody knew we fuck with each other, but we wasn't making no music or nothing at that time with them and shit like that. Right. We were just for me, bros and shit. But the song when we dropped like fifth to the seven, we dropped the song called fifth to the seven. Me, TG, and my son P dot free P dot. Feel me, we dropped that shit. That shit just went crazy, like. And so you didn't really do anything to promote it. It just went nuts on yeah, its own. Yeah, we even yeah we even do nothing for that shit. We just posted it. That's wild. And it just went crazy. I don't know what it was about that shit. It was just the, for me, and that's when the sample wave first start popping too. Mm. In New York, so it was just like, well, in the Bronx, really. So that shit just went crazy. Okay, the so bob on that shit. how much of your life changed from that, though? You said you probably had to start taking the whole music thing way more serious? Yeah, after that, like, once I once I hit my first million views off that video in, like, a month, a month and a half, like, me and a million views already mm. in a month. So he's like, feel me, we got to go crazy. And then from right there, we just started going to his studio, started shooting mad videos, booking. We was booking our videos ahead of time, like, we gonna have a video this day, this day. We book calling the video means and just booking them shits and just shooting. Right. 
Damn. He's like, we gotta go crazy. Because we've seen what this shit could do already. And we've seen, like, the spotlight is about to be on the Bronx crazy. Right, definitely. Everybody was going crazy. So, and so, like, how much did it change things when k Fog got locked up? Um, if I got locked up, of course, like, it, for me, it, it brought all of us, a lot of us down. Like, damn, like, for me, because he was, like, the blueprint for this shit. He had this shit, like, he started this shit. Like, a lot, he put this shit in a lot of, he, he kicked a lot of doors down. You know what I mean? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say that for me, so he was like, We just gotta for me keep this shit going for him at that point. Like, when you get locked up for me till you get home for me, we just gotta keep this shit going and, and keep the OA alive for me. Have you stayed in communication with him since he's um, been locked up? I mean, be talking to Flock once in the blue, I'll be sending my number out. So, you know, certain times you send your number out to people, they don't get it, but you gotta get on the phone with your own personal time. But I've definitely been on the phone with Flocky in good spirits. It's gotta be kind of weird too because you can't talk about shit while they're locked up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Can't talk about a lot of shit, but it's, for me, it's not a lot of shit to talk about anyway. For me, you got to move tight. Yeah, whenever I get on the phone with somebody who's locked up, it's like everything that I can think of to say is yeah, either you like... you don't want to say it. Yeah, I don't want to say it because it's being recorded, or I don't want to talk about some cool shit that I'm doing in my life because I feel like that's... Yeah, then he... He's he, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it just yeah. looks like bragging in comparison uh, to where yeah. they're at. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. No funny shit. So you feel like DOA is still going strong, or do you feel like it's kind of at a weird point right now? Nah, hell yeah. We still going strong, bro. We still going strong. I ain't going to lie, but we got everybody in the city know that. Because just traditionally, when the boss gets locked up or the biggest star gets locked up, a lot of times that can cause some like weird effects going on within the crew. So oh, I feel yeah, like a lot of people got their eyes me, open for that. As, for me, of course it does. Yeah, Of course it causes some problems and shit, but... Old brothers, everybody go through their little shit. And everybody, feel me? If niggas is real brothers, that shit not going to take you nowhere. Mm. Feel me? Niggas going to get back together. And that's why, as far as DOA, we always did that. We always, even if niggas got into arguments or shit like that, niggas always came back together and got that shit right. Mm-hmm. I can't say them. I can't say the same for everybody else. You see what's going on in the town. Right. There's a lot of bullshit going on. Um, yeah. Even when I was interviewing uh, a couple guys the other day that I understand you don't go along with that, they were making it clear that, the K-Flock thing did have a big-ass influence on them as well, that that just, you know, yeah, kind of opened yeah. doors for everybody. Oh, yeah. For me, it's, it's glad, for me, it's a good thing that they admitted that because they wouldn't really admit that before. So you, what's up with the, what's the song called? Dead G's or some shit? Yeah, you, hate, you, you hate these dudes. Where does that come from? Oh, no, nah, that was just a sword that I just needed to come out. <laughs> that needed to come out. Niggas was just trying to, like, do too much for me, bro. Like, I had to show niggas, like, for me, I could do the same thing on the same beat and go even more crazy on that shit. Right. So when they a lot of the dudes that they're talking about and smoking on whatever, those are people that you were actually friends with. Hell yeah. So that, that how would you say that that feels, especially seeing their music do well and get views and stuff? Does that actually like hurt your feelings or how would you describe it? Uh, I can't say it hurt my feelings like for me cuz this this the streets, bro. This shit is like this is what's happening. Like niggas going to smoke on your dad, you going to smoke on niggas dads for me. Especially when y'all really into it, really into that mix. It just should make you like fuck that. I'm about to go to the stool. I'm about to violate these niggas, like, I'm about to show these niggas some shit, like, I'm about to show these niggas I'm way more attacked, like, mm-hmm. that's it, and I just put that shit into my music, and it's that, feel me? Right. Well, that's good. But do you worry about how it influences the kids and shit? Bro, I've, probably when, like, a 
two years, a year ago, I was like, damn, these little kids and shit. But niggas don't care about that no more. Everybody was like that, but everybody, once the TikTok shit got lit and the wave, all that, for me, all the kids go start listening to all the songs. They go start dancing to all the songs. And nine times out of ten, it's barely where you find a kid that only listen to one side. It's always be kids that you listen to everybody. So mm-hmm. it's not like niggas choosing sides, but it'd be certain kids that do. Right, like you'd have to be a crazy ass fucking person to like love Young Boy and love Dirk, but only listen to one because you feel like that's your mm-hmm. your man's. You know, right. like completely forget about <laughs> right. the other side. No funny shit. I think that's like That'd a pretty be crazy. Yeah, that's just. I mean, it might make sense locally, like if you actually are friends with exactly. these people and shit for people sure. People then don't it makes even know sense. Us. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> Definitely, but um, okay. So do you like? So who'd you actually sign to? That's one thing I wanted to ask. Yo, I signed a 10k project. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, 10k. How's that going? That shit going good, man. It's going good, man. Shit going great. Just dropped project deluxe for me. We got a whole lot of shit coming. I'm going crazy this year. Right. So yeah. you never is six nine still signed to them? I don't even know. Yeah, because I don't feel I like know, I've heard anything he about signed, it. But I know he was signed to them though. He also cool. has barely put out music since right. he's been out. I don't, I don't pay attention to that, nigga. Did you do other label meetings and stuff, though, like, leading up to this? Or was it, like, how many different labels were you talking to? Um, I was, like, probably, like, two other labels had hit me up for me. But for me, when I met up with 10K, I met up with Solomon for me. My son Solomon signed, mm-hmm. signed XXX for me. Yeah. So my son Solomon Legend. and shit. Hell yeah. So we linked up and shit, and they, the vibe and everything. For me, when we talked about it, they was they had our best for me, interest in everything other than the other two people, other two labels. That's dope though. Solomon, like his track record is insane Crazy. at this point. Hell yeah. So what kind of game did he give you, or, or what kind of stuff did he say to you about your career that actually made you really believe in him? For me, bro, he was like, bro, like he just believed in me for for a minute, bro. Cause Solomon, bro, before even when I, before I even, even well, I was doing regular drill music just in the street. For me, he would just be reacting to my shit. He texts me once in the blue, and then one day, yeah, I just texted me. He was telling me like, for me, I. He really filmed all my music and shit. We got on the phone and shit. He was just telling me, like, bro, like, you could do something different with the drill scene. Like, I already see it. Like, and that's how I was feeling. For me, I feel like I could, like, break into a whole different zone in the drill in the drill movement, for me, and make it, like, a different category to this shit. So right. he was just telling me shit like that. He was like, what we got to do is really just work for me, get in the stool, perfect your craft, and just work hard for me and try to work, work over everybody else. Yeah. That's what you got to do. I'm not going to lie. I feel like... In recent memory, the Ice Spice thing really, like, made Bronx Drill way bigger, put more eyeballs on it. Even though she is, like, in a completely different category as a girl and she's not really talking about street shit or whatever, mm-hmm. I still feel like that puts so much more of a light on it and made people realize, like, oh, this shit is not over ever since Cape Flock got locked up or whatever. Like, this yeah. sound is fucking huge and is not going anywhere, and it's still very much to be decided, like, who are going to be the biggest rappers coming in with this sort of movement. Right, hell yeah, I ain't going to lie. She definitely put another a, a bigger light on the Bronx for a fact. I can't even I can't even say she didn't. But for me, we was the Bronx was already lit as fuck. We was the litest city in the borough. Right. We was the litest borough in the city anyway. But that shit was just interesting to me because it's like non-violent drill, which mm-hmm. is something we haven't really seen before. It's right. like it's the sonic version of it. And I said this on another podcast that the <laughs> Ron Suno kind of is like that too. Because I, I knew Ron Suno when he was really just a comedian who was kind of trying to get his music going, and now he actually has really popular music, yeah. and he's not really putting out the same negativity that a lot of drill rappers might be fucking with. Yeah, it's a fact. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, and 
I spiced though, yeah. She, I'm, I wasn't expecting her to really be rapping about no drill shit anyway. For me, because of her image and shit. So mm-hmm. that just, that was good though, because I made the drill shit the show that we got another different category. Even for f- other females that want to get in the drill shit, now they don't got to rap about drilling shit, which 99% of these bitches don't do. <laughs> Feel me? Yeah. Rap about some sexy shit or some shit. So I got to interview Murder B soon. Oh, you, shit. You don't, yeah, you, sure, you, Murder B. you don't appreciate the fact that she be fucking shooting people in her songs and shit? Oh, no. I, feel <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie, but Murder B for me, sh- for me, she for me. She's not like she ain't been in the trenches, like and been outside and been uh, for me around. In so the she's a, a real person who's around in the Bronx and all that. Yeah, she's been out. She's been around in the Bronx for me. I ain't gonna say she been going crazy, but for me, she been out there. Oh yeah. Because from like a LA perspective, I don't know. It's it, I guess sometimes I have a girl rapping who's like affiliated with a gang or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but it, it's very rare. It doesn't really happen. Yeah, but like but, yeah, but in Cali, you got a lot of girls that's in gangs. They just not rapping. Yeah. Feel me. That's yeah. the thing. I feel like the dudes in the gangs were telling them, like, hey, no rapping. <laughs> it's more females in gangs in Cali than in New York, for a fact. You think? It's just that, it's just that, feel me, the Cali girls just don't really rap like that, feel me. Mm-hmm. New York females, they see the drill, drill wave and all that, now they trying to rap. Right, but do you, do you think that girls should even try to get affiliated with that type of shit, or should they stay the fuck out of it? I can't tell nobody nothing, man. Whatever they want to do, that's all nothing for me. Everybody ain't own person. Right. I mean, that's all nothing for me. It's like the way this shit is now is just so different from how it was before. So it's like certain females don't give a fuck. Certain niggas don't give a fuck. So it's like do what you're going to do. Just make sure you know what you're doing and make sure you're moving right. One of my friends, like a girl got killed in the hood and I was just like, damn, that's crazy as fuck. They ran up and just shot this bitch in the head in her car or whatever. And he told me, he's like, he's like, bro, but she was kicking it with this one gang. And then she started kicking it with their ops, like right yeah, afterwards. Yeah, that's and he's with. like, "That's how it goes down." Yes, yeah, that's, that's it's over with once you do that shit. It's over with, and it's so crazy because a lot of these females be doing that shit and just be wicked. Like, and then when they when they get hurt or they get beat or they get milked or they get some shit like that, they look, they wonder what the fuck happened. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you doing? Like, yeah, that shit could get real dangerous. Like. That shit could get real dangerous. You could a bitch could be fucking with you and then fuck with another nigga from the other side, or got and even put that other nigga in danger because she might fuck with you more. Mm. Now you find out you fuck with him, you don't even want to go crazy. So, yo, give me that nigga Addy, or he could do the same shit. Right. Let me see his Addy, and that shit could turn into some whole other shit just yeah. over a whole female. Yeah, because uh, like because to them, one side. a lot of them probably feel like then that kind of thing couldn't happen to them. And at the end of the day, a lot of girls, their number one thing that they care about in the whole world is just dick. And nah, like, no funny shit. like, if there's a dick they want to suck, they're not gonna <laughs> let anything in the world stop them from. <laughs> it don't matter if they have to pull up to a neighborhood that they know they probably shouldn't be, and they're gonna forget all about that. Yeah, it's all about the dick, because we're all like that. Not about dick, but we're about that for the opposite, right? Like, you would do some dumb ass shit for some pussy, right? Yeah, everybody had this before. <laughs> yeah, some dumb shit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, these females, but they've been going crazy lately, bro. This new generation of bitches is wow. I remember way back in the day when I was like 22, so we talking like 17 years ago, I met this Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx at a bar in Brooklyn, and I started like hanging out with her, and she's coming, taking the train down to hang out with me, and, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna come up to the Bronx and like go to your area sometime, and she's like, I'm gonna be real with you, my brother is in a gang, and if you come around my neighborhood, him and his friends are gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> 
And I was just That's like- That's really how I used to go though. <laughs> like back in the day in the Bronx, in New York period, you couldn't even walk through certain blocks. They just go right. beat your ass for no reason. Yeah. It's cause you walk it over there. If you ain't from there, you're gonna get your ass fucked up. She's like, for you're real, like- ass chased off she, She's like, they might not really want to fuck with you like that just cause you're a white boy and stuff. But yeah, she's like, yeah. if you come around, like you're my, like hanging out with well, me. Like uh, she's yeah, like, yeah. it'll get real weird. Like yeah. you don't want to do that. I'm, yeah. And I was, that's a big realization for me. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just not going there ever. Yeah, hell yeah. Like either way, certain times like y'all be- like, as, for me, as white people, I'd be good, but, like, niggas don't fuck with y'all like that. Unless niggas want to rob and think they could do some yeah. shit like that. Some crazy shit like that. But other than that, y'all be good. But the black people, spit if you walk through there and they see you, <laughs> they just go, they just go be on your ass. It's just different. That's just how I used to be in the Bronx, bro. They just think you from somewhere. Yeah. Even if you're not. No, I mean, I've seen it happen out here where I had a friend, Gabe, rest in peace, who we were riding BMX bikes all the time. And I, I, I totally forgot that he was like a crip. And I, I I wasn't from L.A. Like, so when I came out here, I didn't know what that was going to be like. And uh, one time we're riding around this area and he just spots some dude who, to me, looks like a regular ass bike dude. But Gabe just throws his bike on the ground up in his face. Where you from? Where you from? <laughs> and I'm just like. Oh, like he he has yeah, the fucking radar to be able to tell when somebody is like gang related. Oh uh, yeah, and it just was like a, a big eye opener. Yeah, how you should get tacked. <laughs> Sometimes you it's like you wasn't even thinking about it like that till that shit really happened. Like yeah. shit get crazy, bro. Turn time shit happened out of nowhere in the Bronx, bro. Mm. Like shit, niggas go through everything out there, but I should have like Cali in, a, in New York. Like we the same, but we different. Mm. For me, definitely. Yeah, Real I mean. Shit. The, it feels like the Bronx is one place where you're just always hearing about something that you can't yeah, fucking yeah, believe. Bronx is just crazy. Yeah, a bunch of unbelievable shit happened out there, even with babies, people killing babies. It's crazy shit out there. Like it's wicked shit, bro. Terrible. Anything happened out there? Yeah, just jumping off buildings. This would be crazy shit. It'd be like just crazy shit. Jumping off project buildings, twenty floors. Right. It'd be crazy shit going up there. Anything. And there's one thing that everybody in New York always says that. To me, as I get older, just seems more and more crazy. It's just we outside. That's like one thing that every rapper in New York wants to let you know is that they're outside. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. bro, like, these days, outside. you don't want to be outside like that. Like, you should definitely just be in the crib as much bro, as possible. I'm telling you, 10, bro, niggas be saying they outside. Niggas <laughs> only be coming outside for their video shoots, real shit. <laughs> niggas, come on, you go over there, you spin through the block, that shit is dead. Like, it's, it's cold as fuck outside. Mm. Nobody's outside. Like, niggas be lying, bro. Niggas come outside when it's a video shoot and shit. But these niggas... Niggas don't really be on that, bro. And if you get money, what the fuck you gonna be outside all day for? Right. On the block. Because being outside is one of the best parts of New York. It's just Hell like yeah. being out on the block, hanging out on the stoop or some shit. Hell and yeah. that's one of the worst things is once you start to get some level of fame is that all that shit is just yeah, not as right. simple it's as it not, used to yeah, be. It's not, it's, not what it's, it's not what it used to be at all. And it's like a lot of niggas be hating. It's a lot of hate, envy. You don't know who the fuck around that's hating on. They could be in your fucking circle. Mm. Or not even in your circle, just around niggas. That's in the circle. You know projects... Block parties, cookouts in the town. It should be active. It'd be a bunch of fucking people there. You don't know what's going on for me. Niggas be hanging. So now when you get to a certain type of level, you got to just move smarter. Yeah. You can't believe you could do, always go back. Yeah, chill on the block, but you got to know when to do it and know how to do it. Be smart and shit. I went to Brooklyn for a week and uh, I had, like, I didn't have to, but I, I was riding BMX bikes with the homies the whole time and I hired a fucking seven and a half foot fool with a gun to just follow me around the whole time. And just make sure we were good. Because I was just uh, thinking, I'm like, there's mad rappers in Brooklyn I talk shit about. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, they could definitely figure out what the fuck is going on. And I don't want to be out here with no gun, nothing. Yeah, so, nah, I mean, yeah, I just bro. had to do it. But I ain't going to lie, bro. 
I don't think nothing, nothing like that will happen to you in the bud. Niggas probably fight. Niggas probably jump you if some shit. If you took a shit about them, but I don't think they'd take it there. But you want to know what made me actually think about it twice? Was I was on Math Hava's podcast and he was talking about six nine, and I I referred to the fucking like his. Remember those dudes from Bushwick that he was rolling with for yeah, a little while. Bro, I called I called them boogers or some shit. Or I, I, I just dissed them, and they acted like I said something crazy. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to be in Brooklyn, like almost in their fucking neighborhood for a week and not and just be rolling around niggas butt naked. can't be that crazy, bro. They running around with a whole rat anyway, bro. Them niggas, that was crazy. They talking about that's the only rat they jacking. That was a, <laughs> I would never expect no nigga to say that shit. That was right. fucking crazy. Like, bro. But then we never saw those dudes again. And that's uh, what I want the answers. There's got to be some yeah, YouTuber that'll make a video about on, right? that. What happened to those What's dudes? What's going on with them, right? I don't know. Because that was a great, that was a fun era. 6 9 probably ain't want to buy them niggas or Mary's no more. <laughs> Something like them, that. He brought them niggas. You see, he talked about he took them niggas shopping. Then all the niggas coming with Mary, Mary matching the Mary shit. You know 6 9 bought that shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe that 6 9 was embarrassed by the way that they were talking on that podcast. In particular, like, that's the only rat mm -hmm. we jagging. I think he realized at that moment, like... <laughs> I can't really have these dudes around because they don't even know how to act. They yeah. don't know how to talk about me. They don't know how to. Like you're still saying them right. Like, yeah. You know, six be swing, you like know? what's the point of having these dudes around if they're gonna basically be disrespecting you? Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, I saw you getting into it, my boy, uh, BMG Upper Class, the other day. How did this shit start? Oh no, BMG, that nigga was just just hating to me, bro. Like he thought he thought I kid that because he said that he ain't fuck with the reaction. I ain't care about that. It was that he just kept like throwing mad comments. He be throwing mad negative comments to my music, and like it's like no other reactors, no other people do that. So you just know when it's hate. Feel me, bro? Like you just know when it's hate, bro. Like it's like damn. I was like, bro, what's up with you? Like you mad old, bro? You a grown ass man, bro? Just like feel me reacting shit. Say you you fuck with the music. They'll be saying, oh niggas is uh uh all this shit, nigga. That you going through the shit. I'm rapping and shit. You stopping my lyrics like. Niggas, I say some shit about getting money. Niggas think they get money, or he just like want to comment on everything. Like niggas just be like weird, bro. I don't know, bro. It's like he never was. He never was even one that time before. Like that nigga was a cool nigga before. Like but I don't know, bro. Niggas be acting weird. I think I'm not gonna say I got on live and I just said that nigga was on some hating shit. And he gonna come up with a whole shit talking about I told the nigga suck my dick. So I, I'm like nigga, I didn't never say that. For me, but like for me, I'm a, I'm a fucking man, bro. If I told you suck my dick, I'm gonna tell you I said it. For me, right. I went on live with my fans. Even though I told him like, look at this nigga. He say I'm on some hand shit. I'm like, the first thing I went on live, I'm like, yo, this look at this nigga. He said this fucking freestyle, my on the radar shit. He said that shit was whack. Nobody else said that shit. Was, everybody know what's up with that shit. Like for me, but he said it was whack. And I'm like, he just on some hand shit. But I'm like, but look what he said. He just like kept making like negative ass comments and weird ass shit. And it's like you doing that. You talking about you were reactive, but you making negative ass comments. You expect niggas not to say nothing. Mm. That's how he got into it with that other nigga, the little shy K nigga too. Feel me? Niggas be arguing and they niggas be thinking they expect to say something to niggas when niggas really in the streets and expect niggas not to say nothing back when they already know we disrespectful niggas anyway. Mm. But it's kind of crazy because then like them as content creators, if they have if they actually get a rapper to react, then that's just more content for them. That's like yeah, a feeding frenzy, right? I don't even, even worry about that shit. I ain't worry about niggas, bro. Niggas ain't. Niggas ain't doing shit. Niggas ain't doing shit, bro. I'm good. Man, yeah. He's in a tricky position, though, because he's actually, like, from Brooklyn. He's actually, like, kind of out there and stuff. And then, like, if he's having an opinion about somebody. But I bet you don't believe it because, or you don't respect it because I bet you think that there's a bunch of rappers that are trash that he's not talking about. Yeah, hell yeah. He was being, nigga. That are way worse than you. Hell yeah. yeah he'd be, <laughs> oh, my God. This shit is fire. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to play this back. Like, come on, bro. It's like it's got to feel a little like, personal. You feel, yeah, it's a little bit personal. Like, mm. even if you don't want to admit it, nah, it's something. Probably because I ain't going to show us that he wanted me to go in his, on his Check the Temperature podcast and I ain't get to go or something. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Because, mm. yeah, like, it, it's all, it's one thing, because this is a weird new world we live in where you have, like, podcasters and YouTube creators and stuff who also are, like, from the streets, you know? And the most crazy example of it is Tax Stone because he was, like, the first cracking hip-hop street podcaster. podcaster yeah. And then he allegedly catches a body over some shit that he was talking on his podcast and it's been like six years, and we still don't know. Like, like he still hasn't right, gone to trial. Fighting the case in that. But, fucking, but oh, that's, that's the crazy. the biggest example of like, oh, you're a podcaster, you're a content creator, but when you're also like really in the streets, shit can get like real complicated with you yeah, just saying yeah. your opinion on podcasts and shit. Oh yeah, it's like bro, just say just like certain shit that you can say. You don't got to just say you say oh, even if you say this shit whack, I don't care. But just like just throwing extra like. I don't know, bro. It was just like some weird shit to me, bro. It felt real personal. <laughs> mm, I feel you. But in general, it's kind of crazy because you got a lot of different like characters out there in terms of like almost drill content creators, like people making videos like Booba and all all these yeah, other people yeah. who are, you know, some of them are talking shit about the rappers. Some of them, Somebody like Booba is like showing love and just making funny shit yeah, with yeah. the rappers so people like actually appreciate him and stuff. But then there's a lot of people who are critical of them. Like, how do you feel about that whole new space? Because a lot of them are like people you probably went to high school with. Let's be real. Nah, yeah, people like, for me, the content creators, bro, it's like they just trying to find a way to like, Feel me? Have fun with the with this shit and bring a different light to the drill shit. Feel me? Mm -hmm. Even with the drill artists, feel me? It's just like a, bringing a different light, showing everybody got a little bit of personality somewhere, feel me? And mm -hmm. just showing it and just showing like everybody got fun. Even with content creators and drill rappers get together, they can make some shit and just make a vibe for, for the audience, feel me? Mm. And that's what Booba, for me, Booba and them do, they make funny shit. For me, we vibe with them, for me. Of course, like in the beginning, niggas like, hold on, these niggas probably going a little bit too crazy, but it's right. like, once you vibe off the shit, just like whatever, bro. You would let him put you in a thumbnail with your ops, like a picture from Google or your ops, and it's like playing fucking my, the ops music in front of him. Oh yeah, niggas, <laughs> they was doing play the ops music, but at that time they wasn't putting the pictures when oh, I right. was for me doing that shit. Because he makes it look like y'all in the same yeah, car I was to do or whatever. Yeah, Booba in the few, so I know you gonna do that shit all times out of ten. Yeah, because at first when I seen that, I couldn't believe it because I don't think that shit would fly in L.A. I feel like it would just, I don't know, maybe it would, maybe, but the gang shit is so serious out here. I feel like nobody in LA would even joke around about it like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But you ever have you ever seen something that Boo was doing and thought it was like maybe a little bit too close and it might might get somebody hurt? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. It's like oh, everybody always make a mistake. Everybody always make mistakes. And certain shit you might do might be a little bit too hard. Everybody make mistakes. Everybody say some shit or do some shit that they didn't really expect. Mm. For me, it's always something. But for me, as far as that, everybody always got some shit. But yeah, hell yeah. I definitely seen some shit. I'm like, probably gotta chill, cause that shit could go you don't know how somebody else could feel about that shit. Okay, for sure. So, okay, Flacco was putting me on to all the, the mixy-ass questions, and he told me that there was basically like a show, or I don't know if it was like a show, or a radio show, or a, yeah, a performance yeah. show with block work, yeah. and people were giving you a hard time because of the fact that you're supposed to have some kind of beef with him, and, and you, it, it didn't yeah, get brought yeah, up yeah. or whatever. Like, how, what was the deal with that situation? Um, for me, we was performing at Drill Nation and shit. Shout out for one and all that, for me. Mm -hmm. Popped out and shit. For me, I was on a flyer. I already seen the little nigga was on a flyer or whatever. But you know, I, for me, at that time, that nigga wasn't even on no beef shit. He was, remember, that's when that nigga was talking about he not beef with nobody. He post status. I don't even beef with DOA, nobody. Mm. For me, but I was still on time. And he called the fucking, the people that run the show and shit like that to call and like try to, you know, when a person called me like, yo, we don't want no problems and shit like that. Now he had the managers all call me like, order the managers, they, KR and the managers, forward managers already confirmed it. Like, I don't got to keep talking to him. Like, for me, he just want no problem. He like, bro, I don't want to beef for nobody. Bro, I got no style. I'm not even, I'm not even no gang. He wasn't jacket. Oh, I beef with 
Eda Baby. He beefing with Naughty. He beefing with Shy K. Beefing with all these niggas that now all of a sudden he fuck with Jacket RP Naughty. Like niggas be weird, bro. So either way, I came to the show for me. When I came to the show, I walked in. This shit's mad crowded and shit. I spot him in the back and shit. When I spot him, for me, I guess you know once you once as soon as niggas walk in the room together, they gonna know to make a video. For me, I spot the nigga and he. Once I spot the nigga, I turn back around. He was gone when I performed. Like for me, he left. He left when I came though. Mm. For me, that's what happened for me. But it's not like we we did see each other for that little second. For me, right. Anything could have happened for me. We did see each other for that little second. For me, it was just crowded. Man, shit was going on. My time I turned back around because I came and I was going on stage. Time I turned back around, that nigga was gone. For me, that nigga was even on no beef department anyway. That nigga wasn't Jack. He was Jack. He was a fucking civilian. Right. So it was like this nigga's pussy, bro. He called his man cops at the shit. They got hip hop police at the shit. Man, extra shit. So they already knew what was going on, especially because they know what's going on with this drill shit. So they like. We gonna have this nigga in the show and this nigga in the show, so we already know what's going on. Cause once I came, already they was checking us crazy at the door, searching all of us crazy, patting us down crazy before we even got in. Mm. Then we had to, they had to walk us into the back. So it's like that shit was just crazy and it was mad people. And we had that shit in New York, so it was like they would even get drill shows out there. Right. You know yeah. I mean? And that's the thing is that, that was like crazy. if you got in a fist fight at a show like that, I feel like New York cops are never letting you fucking perform anywhere yeah, ever yeah. again. We would have definitely got arrested because they was inside the spot. Yeah. Yeah, they was inside. You're going to have to go to Delaware and Jersey and mm -hmm. shit if you want to play shows yeah, after yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind either way, bro, that nigga is pussy, bro. Like, that nigga's a bitch, bro. Like, he wasn't on shit, bro. He was jacking. He went no beef. He posted statuses for please don't like the post. say he don't beef with DOA. He not smoking. Nobody does. It's like... That nigga's delusional, bro. Something broke with that nigga, bro. Real shit. Because now, once the four-way niggas disowned him and shit like that, and realized that nigga's a bitch, and the bros saved him, they, they always tell me, like, we regret saving that nigga that night. Really? Feel me? Because they had a real, a, a, a kind of bond with the block work nigga, and I had a bond with them, feel me? So I did, feel me, I didn't really want to vote off the respect for them, like, but even besides the cop shit, feel me? It was like, I really wanted to do something to that little nigga, but it was just like, feel me? Niggas got to make this bread. Niggas got to do this for me, do this show, and just... Make a movie, but I mean, I already knew when I came though he wasn't gonna stay there. And uh, I feel I knew if if I would have been in the show though, he would have stayed. If we would have been in the show together the whole time, something would have happened for a fact though. Right. Cause I just know myself, and not even if it was not me, I know my niggas. Feel me? Because mm. they was already on that time from the beginning, like. Right. Damn. And now I have to tell him like the relax. It's got to be such a tricky spot to be in as mm -hmm. you because it's like on one hand you're just trying to build a career and get this money and stuff, but then on the other hand. The fans, like, even if, if nothing happened at all, like, the fans are still going to have videos of y'all in the same room. Yeah. And actually, that's exactly what happened is yeah, that then yeah. people got theories about exactly what happened that's and who fact. who was ducking who, and it's just so much pride wrapped up in it that it's just, like, yeah. it's crazy. And that's why whenever, like, so often when you see a rapper popping off out of New York City, it's just they either get locked up or they get killed fucking so quickly within the yeah, first yeah. couple of years of their career so that's why the, the we outside shit really just sounds crazy to and me at this point niggas, like, fuck that they should have did that but you know when niggas get booked they, you be the main niggas come like these niggas crashed out they dumb they in jail they crashed out they are the career they should have did this they should have did that but those be the same niggas that be telling you to crash out for me right definitely so how'd you get cool with the 41 dudes um full one for me me and KR for me, we was talking this shit. Yeah, hit me up in the summer. He was talking about we gotta work and shit. I was like, definitely for me, I was fucking with his shit. I'm not gonna he was lie. With my shit. I've been listening to them more than any 
other rappers out the Bronx, and when I and then I that's why when they you know, were so like crazy though, he's from Brooklyn. I know. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. But that then when I found it because I I got that explained to me by uh, your your ops who were on here the other day. They explained mm. that whole <laughs> dynamic and everything. But uh, yo, I don't know. Like I I feel like Kyle and and Jen and shit like they actually are really dope. Yeah, and when yeah, I seen yeah, that you had music with with them, that's what made me really want to interview you at first. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they dope gangster. They different. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, we all like we all bonded off the music shit because we all like we all know we different with this music shit. This Joseph, so we just all bonded on a music level. Right. Like today we just dropped some shit. Me, C Blue, KR, Jen, Tata, feel me, D Bills. We just dropped something with um K song from Phase. Mm. Yeah, we just did like a collab shit, a whole really? video, all that. Yeah. Did you did a whole video with him. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, it was different. That's dope. Yeah, Phase had unproduced the beat. With Cause Finger and shit like oh, that. Oh, okay. That was fire. We did a little collaboration shit. Yeah, that's fine. That's good to hear. Definitely. Um, so what's up with uh having like essentially the same name as Kenzo B? How's that going? You know it's so crazy, <laughs> bro. Like that's everybody know that been my name. I don't know what made her want to put her name that feel me. Really? Like honestly, bro, and it's so crazy, bro. I had her on Facebook bad long, bro. Our girl name is Aaliyah, bro. <laughs> My name was Aaliyah J when my name was Kenzo Bullock, you heard? Right. Not even, no, no, not even trying to be on no funny shit. She know the real gangster. Yeah. Like, her name is not no damn Kenzo B, but I guess she wanted to use that. But that been my name for years. You go four years back on a music video, my mm -hmm. name was Kenzo Bullock. Feel me? My right. name never changed. That been my name. And that was before, way before she even thought about rapping. Right. Yeah, that shit's kind of tricky. You so, think she should change it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm about to copyright that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird, though, because it's like, <laughs> I guess it's different enough that maybe yeah. you couldn't copyright it, but it's also so similar that I can imagine but, it being confusing to a lot of people. All my fans, as all my fans, everybody used to call me Kenzo B too for short. Right. But it's like now I don't want them calling me that. Right. Because that's her. That's what she wanted Jack now. I don't want nobody calling me because you know Baller, Kenzo B for short. Every one of my fans would call me. I used to say Kenzo B on the track and all I don't even want to say that no more. Like right. it's just like it's a turn off. Like fucking weird. Yo, bro. I remember when rappers weren't allowed to have the same name. Nah, no funny shit, A lot shit, has bro. changed. Like, shit different. If it was a nigga, I would have applied that pressure with him, but that's a female. Anyway, uh, she's female. supposed to come on here at some point so I could press her about where the name came from. Yeah. Maybe she could change it to her first name, Aaliyah B. Yeah, right? Well, if, that's if what it I'm is saying. Aaliyah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's what that was the name that was on Facebook. I know that. All right. So this is, this is also a Flacco question right here. A girl went on IG Live and says that you ate her ass and your designer is fake. What was that situation <laughs> about? That's the definitive Flacco question Yo, right there. Bro. Yo, bro, you know bitches be lying, bro. You know bitches be saying, you know bitches be hating when you don't want to fuck with them and shit like that. It was a situation when some bitches mad I didn't want to fuck with her and shit like that. She just wanted to be in through a relationship. I'm like, bitch, I don't even, you're not even like, and you know, that was a bitch from the other side too. So, you know, mm. that's why I say you got to watch these bitches, bro. These bitches be fucking with ops, feel me? Right. And that was for me before I was even, for me, I had a bitch, I got a bitch at that time, but that was before, for me, I was fucking with that bitch before my new bitch, feel me? Okay. So it was like, at that time for me, so most shit, that bitch just wanted to, you know, bitches be making up anything. For me, my designer fall from fake, for me, I don't got to really cap on that, for me. Everybody know what I do in them stores, so. But that bitch is a bozo, for me. Nobody care about that bitch. You know, bitch, I, I don't know, bro. It's like, when you get famous or you get certain cult, like, you just be seeing unbelievable shit. Niggas be hating, bitches be hating. Right. You know, trying to say anything to, for me, try to, for me, kill your character, but you got to just... Keep your shit going. You don't gotta focus on that. Do you feel like her saying you ate her ass killed your character? Is that is that know. like a vile accusation know, in your I ain't mind? I never eat no ass a day in my motherfucking life. What? Why not? Nah, bro. Cause I ain't just ain't do it. You're yet. too young. You'll get into. I it. ain't do it yet. I ain't never said I won't get you into it. You gotta get old know. and freaky, my friend. I don't know. 
I don't know. I never said I would get into it, but I know damn well I ain't do it yet. Right. And you that's know? only for like your wifey. Yeah, hell yeah, definitely. Definitely don't want to be doing like, that to anybody. If, any if I get married, wag. I probably would eat my bitch ass. Right? Yeah. Enjoy the you never know. the entirety of it. You never know. Hold on. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know you, Adam. Oh yeah. You be uh, knocking them the fuck down. I'm not the one Hold to on. ask. Yeah. I'm 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 all in. You be on knocking everything. shit down. I ain't gonna talk on you, gang. You got it. Yeah, I got I got I got issues. Yeah, you uh, got it. <laughs> so what what's the next uh project that you're dropping or, or what's the game plan? My next project is even going to drop at the end of this month or the beginning of next month. For me, I want to come out with another project already. For me, because I dropped Mr. Ready to Blitz, and I dropped Mr. Ready to Blitz Deluxe. For me, I dropped that at the end of 2022, for me. And I just feel, for me, going crazy for them. I'm trying to just flood them with, like, three, four drops of music, videos, and shit like that, and then hit them with another album, for me. That's what's up. I'm, so when you put out these projects, though, how much of it do you ideally want to experiment on versus doing your more classic drill shit? I ain't gonna lie, I'm now I be, I be really wanting to do half and half, like half of the heartfelt shit and half of the drill shit, give them both sides. But sometimes maybe I want to put a little bit more heartfelt mm. or a little bit more drill. just depends on how I'm feeling at this time. Right. Feel me? But I think this next project I'm going to have is probably going to have more heartfelt shit on it. Okay. Feel me? Just to show them like a different type of bag that they I'm going to have to tap into it. Like I ain't always going to give y'all drill shit. Because if you got like a crossover type record that could really hit, then that, that might be like the biggest thing that ever happened to you. So I feel like you got to keep working on that style too because that shit like has the potential to go way bigger than a lot of the drill shit you know yeah definitely hell yeah that's what i've been trying to do i'm just trying to get this shit so we can really go mainstream mainstream for real mm. and off the drill culture definitely that would be a whole different vibe but how 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 differently do you move at this point or are, are you trying to not be in the bronx at all anymore i mean like bro i'm always in the bronx still for me i'll always be out there for me it's like for me but for me uh, for me, I don't stay in the Bronx, so it's like, but I'll be out there. For me, it's like, it's just like, I shoot my videos out there. I got, I still got my niggas out there, certain niggas, like I still got certain family out there, so I always touch down, but I make sure I, I ain't gonna be out there all day on the block and shit like that, for me? Like how I used to, like Definitely. how I'm used to doing. Yeah. For me? You gotta move a certain way now. Makes sense. For sure. Well, I'm fucking with the music, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Hell yeah, bro. I've been watching this shit forever, bro. I've been watching No Jumper for years, bro, on my TV, bro. Appreciate it, <laughs> Bro, anybody in my crib, that's all I fucking watching, No Jumper, bro. Real funny shit, bro. That's what I'm Real talking shit. about. They need to smash Gangsta. the like button for that. No funny shit, bro. This shit is, <laughs> yeah. this shit is active, bro. I appreciate that, a blessing, bro. That means Real a lot, shit. honestly. Like Every time I realize that the new generation has a lot of respect for the platform, that just makes me feel like, oh, all right, all this fucking time and effort has this actually been blessing, worth it, bro. you know? For me, for me, fuck all the ops, though, bro. I ain't really gonna keep getting on no crazy <laughs> shit. But fuck y'all niggas. Y'all niggas know what's up with me, man. Hey, y'all yes. niggas know the face of this shit, man. So are you really balling? You want to hit the basketball machine out there? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I was looking at that shit when I first came in. <laughs> no funny shit. <laughs> That's the funny part, bro. But you know what's up, bro. Like, I'm just trying to take this shit to a whole new level. 2023, bro. I'm trying to just crazy bro feel me for sure i appreciate that man yeah and i appreciate uh, you for having me up here too i, Adam I, I wish that flaco shout out flaco bro i wish flaco was here bro I so he know could ask his you filthy, had that energy extra crazy dusty ass questions, dusty questions. yeah no flaco yo, flaco man you might have to tap it again bro just so us two if you want to do it man just hit me i like Gangster. it you are, do a foot race too bro, some crazy you shit, think you yeah. could outrun him shit i ain't gonna he's, lie he's, I got he's a big guy oh, i got asthma I he outran lie. a girl who worked here and she fucking fell and Ate shit, and that kind of—that <laughs> was the last time I'll be that he had a race. Vlogs too. Y'all be going <laughs> oh, you crazy. seen that? <laughs> nah, y'all be watching all that shit, bro. I, I swear, bro. Shout out Gina. Shit, shout out eighty two, man. I be seeing him. Shout out eighty. I thought I ain't see eighty hit, but for oh, me, yeah. watching shit. Too. He'll be here later, but Definitely. like four hours later. Yeah, I right, bet. All right, appreciate you, man. I Thanks appreciate so much. You, Brody.
Bang. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, OnlyFans, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe.